you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hey everybody, welcome to Dear Alice. This is a special edition. Um, We decided to do one on working from home and making your home a refuge right now uh, in today's climate and these unusual times. And a lot of us have been forced to work from home and make our homes our offices. So we wanted to tell you how we're doing it and um, any best practices that we're figuring out right now and also how to make it still a very lovely experience. So we are doing this from our telephones today. We're not in the studio with microphones. So if we sound a little bit different, that is why. Um, I've got Sue here. Say hi, Sue. Hi, guys. And we've also got Corey with us. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're social distancing. Very, very lovely yep. right now. Yes. Yeah, all from the privacy and safety of our own homes. Um, but anyway, let's talk about how we're making it work for us. I think we've got um, lots to talk about. We've got um, um, obviously like how to keep it pretty. But um, I want to even talk about some of the programs that we're using right now to continue to present to clients who are in other states um, visually, how to talk to each other and just how to make it work and also collaborating with our teams right now via different um, platforms. So anyway, um, is there anything you wanted to add Sue to, to making this work right now? You're managing a big team and you're doing a lot of collaborating. How's it working for you? It's surprisingly working really well. We worked, we work a lot with, out-of-state clients anyway and so that kind of prepped us for this this episode that we're currently in called COVID and it's actually it hasn't been terrible so that's the good news we are I've been really impressed with how quickly not only our team but just like our clients and other businesses have adapted to what we have to kind of call our new normal for right now right and so I've been really really impressed with again with the programs we're using with the patience and understanding we all have with one another, it's been incredible. I think it's, I think we've all learned a lot already. Yeah, that's awesome. So great. Well, um, we have a question. It's coming from Gavin Bradburn and he asks us how to style a desk. I think this is a really good question. We were actually just talking about this this morning, um, to our teams and I think how we started working, um, gosh, two Fridays ago from home versus Mm -hmm. how we're working from home now has kind of evolved. We had one designer say she started out in the guest bedroom and she's now she's working at the kitchen table. So she has more room to spread out. I know for me, I work from a really large desk in my home office and I just love having a lot of surface space. And so Mm -hmm. I guess I want to just give people permission that are listening. You don't have to huddle around a little tiny, small work surface. You're not in college anymore. Um, this is your yeah. career. And and go ahead and feel like you can spread out on something really big. It'll make you feel like you've got control of a lot of different things and that you can focus on more than one tiny thing at a time. You might only be able to fit a piece of paper or a notebook in your laptop on a small surface. And it's really liberating to be able to spread out a little bit. So um, also I want to say too that um, your desk chair in designing different office spaces, we've worked with different experts, and there are different types of um, uh, 
sit so you can have in a chair. Some chairs are rated for eight hours of sit use and still be able to feel good and support you ergonomically. Other chairs, like if you're sitting in a dining chair, that might be more of like a two-hour sit. And so if you're going to be doing this for a while, which none of us really know how long we're going to be doing it for, it might Mm -hmm. be worth it to just go ahead and order a task chair online that has some really good reviews um, so that you can work comfortably from home and not have a sore back or a sore neck or sore shoulders at the end of the night. So um, there's a little note on sitting, but back to how to style a desk. Um, So what are some of your favorite essentials to have on a desk that make it feel functional, Mm -hmm. but still make you feel happy as you're working from that space? Yeah, there's, there's a few things. I think when you talked about just like there being light, I think one thing when we're designing an office, you know, in this situation or just your everyday work from home situation, we want to have a lamp. We usually have some type of desk lamp so that you can have some like task lighting, some focus and just that glow. It just like, it makes you feel happier. You feel prettier. Everything around you feels prettier underneath that lamp light. In addition to situating the desk that you have in a space where you're going to get natural light to. I think that's especially good right now as you guys are thinking about where your home office is, how you feel at the end of the day. You know, once you're in that office the entire day and making sure you're getting enough natural light as well as lamp light to to actually focus on what you're working with. So always put a desk lamp on it. Jess, I know you're, you have a huge testimony of blotters. Talk to us about the blotter. Yes. Okay. If you guys haven't heard of this, um, it's called a desk blotter. And what it is, is it's a large leather pad that you can put your laptop on or um, anything. It's quite big. It's probably, um, I guess, like 30 inches wide by maybe like Mm -hmm. 18 or 20 inches tall. So it's just a really nice surface that if you need to write, like say a quick letter or draw, you know, we're doing a lot of drawing on ours, then we're not pressing our pen into the hard surface of a desk and leaving marks, these leather pads just kind of absorb, um, you know, the friction of pens or whatever else. And it just kind of gives you a really beautiful, nice designated surface. And leather is so beautiful. Um, We have um, some from a vendor that offers them in brown. I have a brown leather one on my desk because my desk is kind of a brown goatskin. Um, And it protects my desk, but it also makes it really easy. And my handwriting actually looks better when I write on the blotter. Yeah, my paper on the blotter. So I'm a huge fan. I have my my blotter and my desktop or my, sorry, my laptop um, set up on that as well as a notepad. But one of the things that I did is... um, as I've been having a lot of these face-to-face conversations on um, Microsoft Teams is one of the things we're using as well as WebEx. I've noticed that it's more flattering for me to build my laptop up by sticking like three cocktail table books underneath it so that that way I'm not having people kind of look up at me through my nose or have double chins (laughs) when I look down. So this way I'm just like really eye to eye with my camera and it's a lot more flattering for you to be, for you to be viewed. And it's also way more comfortable for my neck. So I've done that with my laptop just while I'm on those kinds of um, conversations. So that might be a tip that you could employ too from your home office. And I think that's important too, that you're like, you are making sure that you feel good when you are on camera, because like all of us, we all get uncomfortable when we first get that Marco Polo, when we like make adjustments so that we feel comfortable in our own skin. So it's good for you to like, again, feel 
feel confident and comfortable to do what you have to do every day because we are having to do it all virtually now. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Um, another thing I have on my desk is a favorite candle. Um, even if it's mm-hmm. not burning, I can still smell the wax from it, and it's beautiful and fun to look at. Mm-hmm. I also have um, a beautiful pottery cup from, um, oh, the Clay Maven. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, you should. She hand makes beautiful pottery, and um, she's also a neighbor of mine, and I bought a really pretty cup from her and I keep all my pens in it and that mm. makes me feel artistic and it's really fun to look at. So I've kind of surrounded myself with, with some favorite things. I have a beautiful lamp on my desk, that big, beautiful leather blotter, um, pens in a pretty cup and a candle. And then um, I even this weekend, I even found some photographs of my kids and some pretty frames mm. and I added those to my desktop so That's I can cute. just, feel my people around me and you know I mean this is why we work right it's to support our families and um I don't know it just makes you happy to see their faces smiling at you all day even if you can't be spending all that time with them so that's been really fun um especially today because I just did that over the weekend oh how fun um one other thing too I was going to mention in addition to all that is to have if you can if you have the space to have like a plant or greenery or yes. something because that I have like just, I, again, we've been, I need to just spread out. So I went to our kitchen Island and I situated it. So I had like some live plants and, you know, I had everything I needed to make me happy while I'm there. So mm-hmm. again, and even on your home office desk, where we're at, if you can, whether it's faux, if you don't like to, you know, be responsible for the life of a plant or if it's a real plant, I think it feeds us. I think that's the energy that rooms always need. And I think that's a good thing to have at your desk too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and a coaster about, for your favorite drink. Yes, a coaster for that's your favorite drink. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Any other tips about um, desking or sitting that we should talk about? I, I also, I was going to say, I think it's pretty if you have a nice backdrop, if you're going to be spending a lot of time on um, WebEx or some of these other Microsoft Teams, I don't know what you guys are liking. You should definitely give us a holler and let us know. But um, where we spend so much time on these, it's nice to be able to have a, a good-looking backdrop behind you. So as you're mm-hmm. choosing your spot or where you want to park your table or your desk, consider your backdrop too. I know that might sound crazy, but it might also help you feel successful when you're at a meeting talking with clients from, you know, out of state or whatever. It's it's still part of your persona and um, part of, you know, your first impressions and whatnot. Amen. I was actually talking to a friend this weekend and she was saying how fun it's been. Obviously, they're always in the office, so they never see each other's homes. But she's like, she sees the backdrops of these people that she works with every day. And she's like, whoa, you're in a green room. Wait, what room is this? Where are you at? I'm so intrigued. Like, I, I do think it's just, it's kind of this little microscope into our lives, right? That people don't usually see because we're always in an office setting. So totally. anyway, I love hearing that from her. I'm like, that's so true. Even with some of our employees, you're seeing like the art that they have on their walls. And they're taking pride in their space. And it's really fun to just like see that and have them be confident when they're talking to you. So. I love that. That's so good. Um, okay, so we have another question, and that is, how do you interact with clients and teams remotely? How are we making it work right now, Sue? Like you said, we, we're using 
practices. I think just internally in our office, we use that Microsoft Teams a lot. It's been really great. The I think the sound on it's been really clear. The, we can see each other clearly. We can upload our documents and share, you know, different charts and things that we need to review. Um, and we even do that for even when we're doing approvals for designs that our design team is working on. They'll upload their screen and we'll be looking at CAD or at packet with them and making edits to it on that, which has been awesome. For clients, we use WebEx and that's a, it's a program that we pay for, but that's been really, really easy. It's just, a, you said a, a lot of them are similar. Teams is similar to WebEx where you schedule a meeting, you invite your clients, whoever needs to be there, and then they just click on the link and they join. And then again, you can just share your presentation packets with them and it's been really slick. It's been really, really great. So yeah, those are the two platforms that we've been using, but like I said, we must understand what you guys are using. So yeah. right in and Another let us know how we... you're working best. Totally. Another one that we love internally um, that we've been using kind of all the while is um, it's an app on our phone and it's called Marco Polo. And yeah. you can see each other um, and you can just record any video and it just stays there and they can watch it whenever they want. And then you can respond whenever you want. It's kind of like a text how you can just, you know, read it whenever you want and respond, but it's video. And so, and you can also upload images from your phone to the video. Mm-hmm. What's nice about it is you can go back and watch it again and again in case you have questions. So we even Marco Poloed in a client's home before to show them like, do you see this transition in the kitchen? How this goes to that? And then we can go back and watch it again and again as we're trying to understand the drawings or how to solve for a problem. Um, it also is, it's nice because interacting, I feel like in video right now is more important than ever just to feel people's energy and to mm-hmm. see human life. Um, it's just, it's really fun and it's exciting to get a message that way, but way more fun than a text. So we love Marco Polo. Yep. Uh, yep. And it's also really nice. I think for just any of you guys that are at home with your kids <laughs> to be able to maybe not be immediately available to talk to somebody or text somebody or, but to have that message waiting for you, for you to reply. I've noticed like any recordings or videos that, you know, that they send to my kids for their schooling. I'm like, this is so great because I can do what I need to do for work, but then we could also address all the things that they need to be learning at the end of the day when it's a recorded video. And that's kind of the beauty about Marco Polo, I think, too, is that you respond to it at your pace when you can. And I think everybody, again, it's it's such a slick tool. And, yeah, we love it. That's awesome. That's great. Okay, so we have another question here. This one is from at Sanisby, and they ask, when you don't have a designated home office, where are some alternative spaces to create that? Well, I think um, I mentioned a couple already. I mean, the kitchen, even though, I mean, it is a lot of hard surfaces, but it's usually you have either a dining table or you have, you know, just for a temporary setting anyway, or in a kitchen island or somewhere to kind of set up shop during this time. Um, another place that we usually do this is in a bedroom. If you don't have a home office, but you need a desk, often we'll put a desk in replacement of a nightstand. Cause you still have that. It's still like it's the right height. You still need a lamp on your nightstand and on your desk. And then you can just park a chair there and you can also use a space like that. What other places, Jess, can you think of? I think that's brilliant. Um, I know in one of the homes that we did, the um, 
the model home we did with Ivory a few years ago, the Bra. Yeah. What's it called Brinton. again? The Brinton. Yeah. Brinton. If you look at yeah. that on our portfolio, you'll see there's a desk at the foot of the master bed. And um, yeah. that, so you really might have a pathway right there if you guys needed to set up a small dining table or a desk. In that position, um, you have a lot of great sound absorption in there, and it's usually pretty restful and peaceful in your bedroom, especially mm-hmm. if you make your bed. <laughs> then, then you'll yeah. be looking at something really pretty. Um, so that's another thought, um, a, a, another easy place to carve out a little alcove to work. I know in my living room, I have a secretary in there that's a desk that's already, mm-hmm. you know, open and has a useful surface. And it's always quiet at the front of my house. Um, the kitchen gets exciting, you know, a couple times a day when it's time for a meal or time for a snack. But nobody's really that interested in the living room. So that's a really great place to set up shop. And I think, you know, during this time and people can't come over anyway, you might as well take advantage of those rooms that are really well pulled together that people don't want to use very often. And mm-hmm. you set up a table, you know, in that space in front of a window. And um, so you have something fun to look out at, just seeing, you know, things growing. It's spring right now. So like things are starting to bud and bloom. And um, I just think it's, it's nice to be able to look out a window. Mm-hmm. Another one I was thinking of while you were talking is like in Rachel Parcells library. Or in any space that you have like a small little sofa and you might have a coffee table right now. If it's a spot that's maybe a little bit more quiet, like Jess is saying in a living room or like a parlor or a library or something off the noisemakers, you can pull like put together like a little higher table, Mm -hmm. a higher tabletop you can study at. And so if you look at Rachel's house in the library, you'll see that that's a steady height table. It's 30 inches high. And you can totally, you, you can put up your laptop and you can work and study from there, which is really great too. So if you already have like a little sofa and you can pull over like a large side table or a small dining table up to that, that becomes an office as well. So, Yeah, that's perfect. Um, our table height that we use at a kitchen or your desk height is 30 inches off the ground. And so we really often use center hall tables as a pull-up table that's what we use at rachel's house and that's 30 inches off the ground so if you do have a center hall table in your home or you've got a really nice big round um end table or if you have a nice big side table that's going to be the perfect pull-up table and you could just use that sofa and go to work on it and it would be such a nice such a nice place to work so that's great advice i love that too yeah and then and then you can lie back and lie down for a second when you need a break. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, totally. And it doesn't, matter, it doesn't actually matter if it's rectangular. Like even, no. you know, these round tables are really beautiful and fun to work from. And you could, you know, get get a lamp and stick it on there and just be super intentional about it. I know that this mm-hmm. moment in time might be short for some of us, but I think... I think it's going to be a lot longer than any of us realize. So you might as well make it beautiful and be intentional about it and just lean into it um, and style it up so that it feels pretty. And then when you see it, that you're like excited to go to work on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when this, this curtainless, <laughs> this whole thing, I think we're all going to know how to work from home way better because of this. We're going to know how to work better remotely. We're going to know how to communicate You know, I think even deeper since we're not face-to-face, we're thinking about those things and how to make sure 
you know, nothing gets missed or no balls get dropped. And so I, I really do think, you know, by having a good space and then being intentional about it, it will make working from home in the future when you have to so much better. You'll be a more valuable employee. You'll be better employer. All the things I think will just be better. I've been so, so impressed by everybody and how willing and able everybody's been, you know, to get on this train. So, and we have no choice. So there you go. <laughs> You're here. Um, let's talk for a minute about, um, besides the home office, how do we make our homes a refuge right now? Mm, I love this question. This is a good one. It's, it's funny. Jess and I actually went on a visit with a client. Um, a very, she's a successful woman executive. Um, that we've worked with for years. She's a dear friend and we've recently finished a remodel for her and we went to her home. I feel like right. If we were doing like a quick install or doing something right when all this kind of came out, right. We all had to be working from home. Everyone was panicking a little bit and she, we were asking her how, how her home was working, you know, with her kids and everybody coming home. And, and it was so great because she, she's such a lovely level person anyway, but she's like, I'm so glad we did this and I paid attention to my home because now it does feel like a refuge. It does feel like a, a safe place for my family to be for the long haul because we just don't know what this looks like. And that was such a reminder to us that, yeah, pay attention to your spaces because they're psychological. They are like, especially right now, they can really add a lot back to your life by being in the space that you cared about and and we're able to pay some attention to and your family. Yeah, I think that's great. Her home office that we're working on currently, she doesn't want to call it an office. She wants to call it a retreat, her home retreat, so that um, when she does get a moment to break from being home from work and helping kids with their homework and getting a meal on the table and everything else, that she's got a space that she can go to and have it feel really comfortable and help her just zone out a little bit. She can still, there'll still be a desk up there to do work at, but I liked the idea of having a room in the home that's all your own. If you have a home that affords you an extra room, right? That, or maybe you do have a designated home office, but to think of it a little bit more calming and beautiful as opposed to just like, let's get a hard surface in there to work at, you know, and, and a, and a black office chair. Um, hers mm-hmm. is going to be a lot more reflective of who she is as a person and what is calming to her. Um, I know in working with her, because she's an engineer, she deals with exactness all day long. She wants something without exactness. She wants something organic and moving and, um, you know, certain colors that really make her feel at, at peace. And it's, it's a really psychological, cool study. And I think everybody deserves to understand themselves that way you know it's really a cool thing and I think in this instance where we're all at home trying to figure out how we like to work lean into it you know really understand what you need to feel calm and whatever it is you want to feel inspired by for your work I've been going through old magazines at home recently because I have so many of them in my home office and I'm just ripping out some of my favorite things from them. And then I'm chucking what I don't care about, which is, you know, 98% of the rest of the magazine. And I'm Mm -hmm. taping things to the walls in my office because 
I really love looking at some of these extraordinary images and they give me great ideas um, for some of the stuff that we're currently working on. And it makes it feel a little bit more like a creative lab to me than just a home office. And so that's been really inspiring and I'm a visual person. So I like that. I like the creativity. It might drive other people crazy that need it to be meticulous and uncluttered, but it makes me feel really like really creative and kind of mad scientists right now. And that's what I need. Yeah. It's super fun. Oh, I love that. And I think whatever your passion is, I've had a lot of people and friends that are really into like yoga and meditation. They've been posting a lot about that and like how their whole family will do that. And like they've cleared out spaces for like lay out yoga mats and do meditations and and things. And like, that's what brings them solace. And so whatever it is, you know, that you're into, that's important to your family or just kind of recentering yourself at the end of the day, now that you're all together, I think is awesome. It's really important. That's great. I know that um, on Friday, I, I was just feeling so like gloomy. We kind of had some dark skies last week and, um, it snowed, we had an earthquake, it was like the weirdest, <laughs> it was the weirdest week that, I think I've ever, that I've ever actually been alive. Nothing weirder has ever happened in a week than all the things that happened last week. But anyway, mm-hmm. I decided I was just going to open all my blinds and um, kind of in the back of my house, I have a lot of really big picture windows and I raised every single blind. And I watered all my plants and bringing light in and giving life to things just mm-hmm. made me feel so good. And I know we just got in a bunch of beautiful terracotta pots for the store. And I was like, we need to, we need to do something with those. And I need to bring a bunch home and fill my windowsills. And I need to just like grow basil and herbs. And I need to give life to something because it feels mm-hmm. like life as we know it is atrophying. And I don't want... I don't want to lose that. I want to continue to give life to something. I want to let the light in. So I've been, I've been opening all the shades and whenever I can on Saturday, I opened my windows and just like let fresh air blow in. So Mm -hmm. that was, that was really therapeutic. I loved, I loved that. And I've been burning a new candle and having a new scent in my house. So that felt really good. It's just the little things. And you guys know, mm-hmm. you guys know what those are for you. If it's scent or, or light or um, sound playing music. Uh, playing Corey, music you're a, yeah. Corey and uh, Sue, actually, you're also very musical too. I don't know if you, um, you musician, you musical types, if there's anything that's been feeling right inside your soul lately. Um, I mean, yeah. for me, I've just been like, just listening to uh, music that uplifts me. And I know that's different from, from everyone, but sometimes if I like listen to like sad music, I just get indulgent in that feeling and um, it kind of brings me down. So I've just kind of been listening to like upbeat, uh, you know, stuff that kind of, like I said, uplifts me. So that's kind of been lifting my spirits a little bit. That's something that I turn to personally um, to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agreed. Um, The other day, um, my mom and she has a player piano and like I was in the other room but I could hear her starting to like play just all these like really jovial nostalgic songs you know where everything's everything's gonna be okay kind of kind of idea and I was like it was amazing what that did to my spirit I was just like everything's fine my mom's in there playing the piano we're making lunch right now we're just fine so anyway I do think that music is so so important to the soul and to 
a home and even if you, again, even if it's just something happening, it can kind of just be that white noise that calms the heart everywhere, you know, and calms everybody down in your home if you just have something soft on or when you need to get stuff done, you throw on Joey's album, whatever it is, and, and get to work. And I think it, it totally can change the mood. Whatever you need your home to feel like at that moment, music can definitely take you there. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, I think it is important. It's also really important right now for us to keep with our routines, um, to wake up, mm-hmm. to still wake up early every day and still get ready and get dressed and make our beds. And um, when it's time that we walk away for lunch, you know, that we don't just try and work through our lunch hours. I think we need to honor those, those moments, you know, in time and mm-hmm. still honor a schedule and that will help us feel as normal as we possibly can. And still like we're, we're successful in what we're doing that we're, you know, that we're still showing up for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I know and again, being on Marco Polo or your WebEx or any of this virtual stuff, it does feel so much better when you do put your face on <laughs> and mm-hmm. you know, you do, you're just like, okay, Yep, this is just like a normal day. We're just we're just talking to each other on a screen. Ain't no thing. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's great. One other note: um, our marketing director she said there's a pro or a um, platform called House Party. So much like we're working on Microsoft Teams right now or um, WebEx, there's also something called House Party. I think it's free. And she said that it's so fun because her kids get on and they talk to their aunts and uncles and their cousins and and they're able to interact with family members and whatnot. And that also brings life and joy and laughter into the house. So that's one other um, platform that you can look at getting on with, with some of the people that you love, you know, whether it be old roommates from college or best friends or whatever. Um, so that's been such a lifesaver for her. She also mentioned... Um, writing letters like her kids have been drawing a lot of pictures lately and sending them to their grandparents one of my cousins um said that they they had a knock at their door the other day and opened it and somebody had taped a picture of a rainbow on their door that a little kid had colored and he was just like taping you know pictures on door on on a neighbor's doors so that's sweet and kids can go outside and they can color with sidewalk chalk in front mm-hmm. of neighbors' homes and write messages that way. And um, that's been really uplifting for people too, especially people that don't have kids. It's it's fun. Or kids can, you know, run back and forth and do that to friends' porches or walkways or sidewalks. So those are all ways I, I think we can feel joy and feel normal and, um, you know, still be able to exchange love and, and um, I don't know, just goodwill toward one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Cheers, cheers. Cheers to that. All right. Well, mm-hmm. anything else we want to talk about working from home during these during these days? <laughs> you know, during these days. One other thing that we didn't mention that we talked about just earlier was um, use this time to, again, un- unleash an old talent that you haven't exercised in a while. If you're if you used to love to draw and do art, you should pull up everything, all those things out and practice and try and try and find a new passion or a new hobby that maybe you've never tried before or maybe have but kind of put put in a, in a drawer for the last few years I think that's really that's been fun too to watch people 
kind of unearth these these talents that we didn't know about. I watch a lot on Instagram, and people yeah. are drawing or painting or I just saw playing one friend. games with their kids. Yeah. I love that. I saw one friend, she had taken up cross-stitching again with her 16-year-old and they oh. cross-stitched <laughs> the funniest little coronavirus <laughs> thing. It looked like it looked like it should have said home sweet home, but it's such coronavirus. It's so funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so, and we should shout out to all the memes. We should oh shout out to all the memes yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> they've been great. Um, oh, another girlfriend it's like just, Super Bowl. <laughs> totally. Um, another girlfriend is crocheting, um, her baby is due, uh, in a week. And so she's been crocheting baby hats for her mm-hmm. baby, which is really cute. If you love to sew, you should pull out your sewing machine again. I think creation being in creation feels really good that we're mm-hmm. creating new things and we're strengthening talents. Um, for me, I've been, um, cleaning out one cupboard every day on Saturday. I did, um, all the, the cupboard that all my vases and votives are in and I put a box together for the DI and then kept everything I thought was beautiful and wiped it all out and just and put them all in in a way that looked really pretty instead of just stuffing them all in there and yeah. I opened I opened that cupboard again on Sunday just to look at it and it made me so happy <laughs> so my my little thing yeah, my vanity is next. And then I think I'm going to do my closet too this week. So so hopefully we can emerge from this and we'll feel like we've been spring cleaned and we've been styled and, you know, maybe strengthened um, other talents or a relationship with a grandparent or a neighbor that we were able to leave love notes on their sidewalks. But there's mm-hmm. so many wonderful things that we can do that will, I think, give us energy, give us life during this time. So don't let it get you down. Nope. Amen. Amen. Cool. Well, thanks for listening today, you guys. I hope this was helpful. Um, And we are going to keep the podcast going because we love it and hope you do too. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating.